The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What's going on? It is Above the Dave. Welcome to another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, I want to talk for a little bit about my first King Giz concert at the Hollywood Bowl, and I'm going to bring out a special guest, first time to the podcast. It is The Torch. The Torch is coming out, and we're going to get his perspective on what's happening right now with all these jam bands. Following that, we have a return from Drum Circle Guy. That's right. Axel is back, and he wants to talk with us about what he is doing right now for work. Then we got John Bell of Widespread Panic. He's back, and we are going to play another game of Guess That Movie. And then lastly, we have a guy who goes by the name Leo, but we also know him as Paige. Paige McConnell is here, and he's going to come out, and we're going to chat with him about what's a typical night for Paige. So roll up a fatty and ask some money from Daddy. It's another episode of The covered a good amount of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard this season, but rightfully so. They're making so many waves right now, and I have now become a a huge fan this year. So this was my, I I had heard some stuff in the past that I liked, but the real, now I really consider myself a fan. And prior to me doing the Acid Trip, where I listened to 14 King Giz albums, this summer I saw that they were playing in town at the Hollywood Bowl, and I hit up a buddy, and we got tickets, and I was really stoked. It was a three-hour marathon show at the Hollywood Bowl. Tickets were reasonably priced. I was like, I just feel like these guys are having a moment, and I would like to check out what that feels like, what it feels like to be in an arena, in a spot where there's just all the buzz on that band. And so... But then, you know, there's a few acts like that. I'm hearing a lot of people tell me that the energy that they feel inside a Billy Strings show in 2023, 2022 has been that same exact kind of feeling where people feel like they're at something that like this is a moment. Like we are experiencing an artist or artists in their peak form and we're just kind of watching to see if they can maintain it or or even elevate beyond it. So it's, it's kind of a cool moment that you don't get with with every band. So I, and I haven't experienced Billy Strings live yet, and I cannot wait to do that. I will be doing that probably next year. For whatever reason, I decided that it would be nice to go to the King Giz concert. So me and my buddy, we, we meet up and we go to the Hollywood Bowl. 
And the first thing I noticed was there are so many young people at these concerts. The demographics definitely changed a bit from like when I saw Fish there a few months earlier. Now I'm noticing that I'm seeing a much broader array of fans in age and style. There was a lot of like kind of punk not punk, but like gothy type kids. Maybe that's like a metal thing. Maybe there was some influence with that. There was a lot of like older people wearing fish shirts and ween shirts. And then there's like a ton of just young kids, some kids with their parents. You immediately feel that something is happening with this band because you have like all the older people showing up to check them out. And then all the young kids who are fans who were like, this is gonna be one of the most epic days of their childhood. What I noticed first, that i mean i've been to so many shows at the hollywood bowl i've never seen merch lines like this i've never seen merch lines this long they had a bunch of different tents for merch at this show and each line was so long and i i unbelievable i can't even fathom the money that they're making or they made this year in merch it's crazy kids are snatching them up and I'm seeing a ton of people, like, I don't know if they're like bots or whatever, but there's definitely been some type of infiltration of people selling King Gizzard merch type stuff that's not, it doesn't look like authorized by the band. It's kind of like their own thing. The demand is there. I mean, there's so many young kids who are just in that line trying to get t-shirts, posters, vinyls, hats, everything. And that was another thing that was like, okay, shit, I've never seen merch lines this long. You know, these people are so amped to get this stuff. They had so much good merch too. Their artwork is so great. Oh, there's so many dope shirts. I would have, if the line wasn't long, I would have definitely grabbed something, but it was the longest lines I've ever seen, period. I would imagine the Taylor Swift lines, this tour, that era's tour, I'm sure those merch lines probably beat this, but this one was probably the biggest I've ever seen. And the fact that there were multiple different booths that had setups that in each one was, was brutally long. And this is before the show. I'm sure after the show, they just did it again, but man, they were flying through shit. Oh my God. Just ka-ching, ka-ching. If they can just do perform at big places for not insane amounts of money, you know, they'll make so much in merch. It's, it's doesn't even matter. They can sell the tickets for $15 a piece. They're still walking with so much money, but it was another reason for me to go, Oh shit. Okay. So we're definitely going to experience something that's happening. Like a movement is happening and they're not just like casual fans. They're not just like people who are showing up they're like, Oh, I'll check it out. You know, I thought like when I saw goose, there were some goose fans there but there was a lot of people a lot of older people and a lot of people in general just checking out them for the first time so the energy was more like all right let's see what this is all about with king giz it was definitely i felt like i didn't know most of the music and that most of the people around me did and they were pretty amped about it and yeah then the show starts and it's it was three hours and it was and the set was basically constructed in three parts it felt like the first third of it of this three hour set that they call the marathon set that the band has been doing on tour and then just announced that they're gonna be doing it again next year with dates already and it's great it, there's no set break it's just three hours straight i kind of liked it i don't know i kind of would be interested to see king giz do like two long sets and an encore and just get into that thing but i don't know the, the three hour set's not bad either it was pretty cool so the beginning of the concert actually had it was kind of a slower start it it's it had like a 
a Western music thing, which I now come to realize is the Eyes in the Sky album, which was like their third or fourth album. It's uh, There was some narration. They played along to it. Thinking back, I'm like, oh yeah, they did a really great job with that. And I don't think that they play songs from Eyes in the Sky really ever. So I think we were treated right from the beginning for this show. I didn't realize... I didn't realize that we were getting treated. I was just kind of like, kind of a weird start. I don't know. They played like three songs in a row that was like just narration and the and the Western theme and the and they had some visuals along with it. And then they were like, all right, thanks for letting us do that. Now we're going to kick it off. I don't know if they had, it was like a dedication or something. Yeah. So there was a few songs up top that actually were kind of a like, you know, if you know Eyes in the Sky or if, if you're not familiar, yeah, it's, it, you would not pin it to be the, uh, the opener of a concert for whatever reason the band wanted to open it with that so i think the first couple songs are actually really rare to see though as yeah as the first timer to the band to see them live it was kind of a weird start and then they jump right into the new shit and i know that because it's like real kind of thrasher style heavy metal just real upbeat energy i think i recognize the song like their single so then it goes from yeah there's like western laid back kind of music for a couple songs and then the next 40 minutes is just high energy you know heavy metal adjacent type of music that's just like real thrash and there's mosh pits going on and then there's like song after song of like this real intense heavy metal stuff and again at the time i didn't know much about their their catalog so I was like, after 40 minutes or so, I was kind of like, oh shit, is this like all they got? Is this is this what this whole thing is going to be? Because it's, it's been cool. It's definitely been like, it's rock and roll, but like three hours, we're going to probably have to like mix it up a little bit here. And yeah, as soon as I started thinking like, what's this all about? Then they do switch in this, in the middle third of the three hour set was all these really cool slower tempo feel good songs and trippy songs sort of like love songs they did more stuff with the keys and it was just yeah it, they totally switched it up so for like an hour of the set in the middle of the set it's them just doing song after song that's like much more sonically diverse and so yeah now i'm like oh okay this is great it somehow went from like heavy metal to like mgmt sound and shit they're showing that they are eclectic and so i'm like oh this is cool we took a mushroom chocolate and i think yeah in the beginning the mushroom chocolate it just keeps kind of like intensifying intensifying in the beginning and it's, when it does hit it starts coming on stronger and stronger but you don't know when it's gonna level off so in the beginning of taking mushroom chocolate sometimes when it's hitting you're like okay 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 over here over here over here i don't know if i'm about to like blast off here i think for a minute me and my buddy were like not talking and kind of just in our own heads kind of being like wait how much more am i going to be tripping because we only took one chocolate like one one uh square so i think it was like 0.5 grams it wasn't anything crazy but in the beginning it was kind of kicking in and we were both like okay wait what did we sign up for here and then it just leveled off and we're like okay all right, so it's it's chilling out. That middle section, we were just feeling good and vibing and having a drink. And the tunes were great. The band, they're funny. They do a ton of funny banter, and they play with the crowd. And there's just a shit ton of dudes up there. And they got all these, the coolest guitars, the coolest cables on their guitars. Like, everything about their whole vibe on stage is rock and roll. It's cool. There's a lot of, like, tables and machines and... <laughs> 
and uh, they got the drummer on a riser they got the bass player back there on a riser bass player fucking rocks by the way i don't think he gets recognized enough but i also am under the impression that he's not really a, a main songwriter for the group or, or any songwriter and i don't even know if he actually plays bass on the albums or if he's like their just their live guy that plays bass uh, either way he holds it down live i mean really great i mean they still jam so he's still very good at what he does great bass too he's got a sick bass it sounds fucking great and he plays great he really holds the fucking groove and holds the whole band together really doesn't come out and do any of the theatrics like the other guys are doing anything he just really low-key in the back just like in like a full kind of jumper like or like a just a bright jumpsuit just holding it down with the sick bass drummer's pretty dope his kid is actually smaller than i anticipated i'm kind of actually blown away that they have a the drum set is so small given their their music i don't i don't know how he does it but it would be kind of interesting to see him maybe get a bigger kit that would be kind of cool maybe but the, the sound is good so you know who knows and then the main guys up front playing guitar playing keys just so much personality the songs there's a humor to them and everything that they perform whether it's scary or loving or any emotion there is a certain undercurrent of humor and now was like oh okay fish people okay ween people i see why there's so many fucking shirts here from both of them it's because these guys are funny even the shit that they're talking about is kind of funny and they're playing with it and they're having fun they're party guys yeah so they do this really great middle section of the show and then the last third of the set is mind melting just haywire just a locomotive off the fucking track just acid freak out music I said the thing at King Gizzard in that third section of, of the night that so many people say when they first start going to fish shows. They look to their friend and they're like, wait, this is still this song? Holy shit. <laughs> like that happened to me at one point with one of their songs at the, at the end of the, of the night where I was like, whoa, we're back here. The song is like all over the place. I can't believe we're still in this one. And that was great. That's I love saying that. That's a that's a great thing to feel. Like damn, it's like I they just took me on a voyage. The songs were complicated, and they were just yeah high energy, real jammy, lot of just soloing and peaking and echoing and reverb and just a hot just just the kind of shit that you can really kind of just zone out to. So if you're kind of tripping or if you're just real stoned or any, just anything. You're just kind of like bobbing your head to it, just like, which appeals to me. And I know it appeals to my buddy and he's a, he's a big deer hunter guy. I love deer hunter too. And, and there's something about that kind of like droney, just it's where it's like high energy, but it's still kind of like muddy and drowny. And you're just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> well, you like that stoner rock or whatever. And, and just psychedelic shit. Uh, it's, that's what it is. It's a psychedelic, jam and they just were hitting us one after another at the end there just and it was uh it was fantastic we were we loved it it was so great and there were people in front of us just that were just kids i mean they were like you know or like young adults and and teenagers and college kids and just all these young young kids who were just like knew a lot of the songs and were just so happy to be there and so i actually was sold on king gizzard as a live act before I even really did the deep dive in their catalog. 
and then I listened to the first 14 albums on acid and then I'm going to listen to the next 14 15 16 whoever knows how many albums it'll have by the time I do next season next year I'll do part two of whatever hopefully what I guess whatever they have left unless they go crazy and maybe every time King Gizzard comes out with another 14 albums I have to take more acid and listen to them and report back maybe that's what'll happen and so yeah overall I was really blown away by them as a live act I definitely want more I'm bummed I didn't see anything too close to where I'm at now in Vegas or in LA when they announced the shows so we'll see I'm hoping more shows are announced also, there was barely any nitrous after the show. Boo. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, there wasn't much nitrous after the show. There wasn't really any of that type of shit. It was, it wasn't that. The, I'm kind of interested, you know, like, could King Giz blow up enough with jam band people where, like, there's a shakedown? I don't know. I wonder if that would be good or bad or what that would even... It probably would never come to that. I... I almost want to say Goose could have a shakedown before before Giz because the kids that are getting into Giz, they didn't look like fish kids. They don't look like hippie kids, honestly. They 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 look like just some normal ass kids. They were just into the music. There's not any counterculture that they are latching onto by liking this band. Whereas when I got into fish, there already was a whole ecosystem. And same with the dead for most people. So that doesn't exist in this world. Could it go that way i don't know it's hard to it's hard to tell i'm not gonna dare try to answer that or predict what's gonna happen but there is someone who knows a little bit about how the jam band world works and that is the torch the torch as you are well aware is passed from one band to another when it's time for one band to hang it up more and and walk into the sunset maybe abruptly maybe slowly and then past the torch for another jam band to ride out as long as they can until they pass it. I just want to have, you know, quickly bring out the torch and just let us know, you know, what it thinks about what's currently going on with jam bands right now. So ladies and gentlemen, it's the torch. No one's passing me around. No one's passing me the shit. Well, do you want to be passed to someone in particular? Um, I mean... The Goose guys are pretty hot, so wouldn't mind being held by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw King Gizzard. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're right up there, too. Oh, they are? You think they're up there in touching you? Again, real cuties. A lot of cuties there, a lot of hot 